like I'm on the Heisman watch. That's gotta be what would describe, symbolize I've got. Skill, four times the talent around me. Desmond Howard playing for Howard, just tell me how can I be stopped? This Allen Ivy at an Ivy cottage. They can't check me. I don't practice my class too hard. Nigga, me, my swag is grown. Okay, 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 okay. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 112 of Electrified. I'm your host, Eric Lyons. Man, I hope everybody had a great weekend. Hope everybody got outside. Once again, man, the fall weather. It was football weather outside. It definitely was football weather outside. I went outside um, after the Green Bay game during the late window. I think it was, yeah, after the Ravens game, too. So it was probably a little bit 5, 5.30. I went outside and played with the little kids outside. And um, I stiff-armed somebody's kid directly into the ground. And I I didn't feel bad about it. I didn't. I didn't. I really didn't. I went in. I put my cleats on. uh Look, man, I had to show them something, all right? And I was tired as hell afterwards. Man, I'm an old man now. 22 years old, and I'm an old man now. Sheesh. Um, but I had a great weekend, man. I enjoyed the game. My fantasy team won 2-0, 2-0. Green Bay won 2-0. Life is good, man. Life is good. Um, So, yeah, man, we got we got some things to get through today. Got some things to get through today. We're going to be. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Did you guys hope you guys liked the new um episode preview? I'll be doing um for every episode now. So it'll be a video, quick video like like I posted on uh yesterday. Yeah, I posted it yesterday. Yeah. Quick video posted. You know, what I mean, you get quick, a quick hit. A couple things I'll be talking about. Got some highlights in there. Pretty cool stuff, man. Pretty cool stuff. Um, what else did I do this weekend? Oh, I wrote. I had a 16 mile bike ride, man. I told you guys it was a, it was a good day to get active. Good weekend to get active out there. Beautiful weather. Beautiful weather. But all right, on to business, man. We got you know we got to talk about all these injuries that piled up in week two, and we're gonna try to pinpoint what the problem is. I'm gonna talk. I want to talk to you again about the value of a running back. Going to recap uh, week two for you A little bit of the early MVP race Which will take us to our uh, Most electrifying player of the week For week two Then we're going to talk about the Western Conference Finals And the Eastern Conference Finals I'm going to get you guys out of here for today So let's start off with all of these injuries Man, I kept refreshing my timeline And every, like, every 15 minutes somebody else was injured And it was bad It was really bad a long list of injuries, season-ending injuries, like bad, bad injuries that are going to impact some teams heavily. So before we talk about the injuries yesterday, let's, let's talk about last year. So last year in 2019, there were 520 players throughout the season on the IR total. This year, through two weeks of football, we have 165 players on the IR currently. That's 31% of last year through two weeks, through two weeks, through two weeks of football. Let's take a look at the list. Nick Bosa, torn ACL. Um, Solomon Thomas, um, also 49, torn ACL. Saquon Barkley, torn ACL. Cortland Sutton, torn ACL. Malik Hooker, torn Achilles. Tavon Young, knee, out for the year. Um, CMC has serious ankle injury. He's going to be weak, um, out for four to six weeks. Um, Raheem Mostert sprained MCL. Um, 
Anthony Barr, shoulder. Paris Campbell, knee. Will Fuller, hamstring. Devontae Adams, hamstring. Jimmy G, high ankle sprain. Drew Locke, sprained AC joint. And there were more, but these were all the notable ones. Oh, Byron Jones, groin. Like, a lot of this I can put on not having a preseason. Um, Granted, you can get hurt at any point. You can get hurt at training camp. You can get hurt at practice like Von Miller did. But, and you can also get hurt in the preseason, but there were no real dress rehearsals. There were no real dress rehearsals. Practice. A lot of these teams doing walkthroughs because of COVID. Nobody had no real contact, honestly, no legit contact. Um, there were no real dress rehearsals. This was bad, man. This was a bad, bad, bad for business. Bad for business. And you look around the league, you look at these injuries. And the way they're piling up It's clear, you know As as a fan, you know As fans, we may not like the preseason We may think the preseason is a waste of time But the preseason is necessary A lot of starters don't play during the preseason But there's still reps to be had You know And I think that's a problem I mean, I think that's a part of it You know, nobody having real football Full contact, full speed I think that's that's what this is And I also Something I've been talking about for five years Since the inception of Electrified The turf The turf monster The turf is real <laughs> I mean no it's not real No this, it's, it's not real But the turf The problem that the turf causes is a real thing I've been I've been crying and and yelling and harping whatever you want me to say I was doing for the use of natural grass for all stadiums because the turf has no give. You can't dig in turf. You plant on carpet. There is nothing but concrete under that turf. There's no gr- no there's no soil no 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 dirt nothing to dig into. That's not how football should be played. Yeah, it looks pretty. It's easy to keep up with. But no, 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 no. That's not how football should be played. That's not how football should be played. That is not good for these knees. Look at all the torn ACLs. Not even just this year, but recently. You know, all since I I will say the past five years, all the torn ACLs and and non-contact. Non-contact knee injuries. Open field. Guys are running down the field. Or cutting, cutting in 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 the field, and all and all of a sudden, it's a torn ACL, or they're getting bent up on a block because their their turf. I mean, because their uh, cleat isn't moving; it's just sitting right there, like Nick Bosa. It's no give, man. No give. Um, yeah, it's 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 a bad thing. It's it's a, it's a combination of things, I believe, for for the um, you know, the amount of injuries we've had so far. And it's a shame because these guys, you know, they fought for the season. Um all the precautions for COVID and everything and a lot of these guys season over. And you look at teams like the 49ers who were trying to make another run at the Super Bowl, at the NFC title, at, at at the NFC West, and 
with their strength being their defense, they're down bad. And their running game, damn bad. Not a good look for the uh, the 49ers. Not a good look for them. Not a good look for them. And it's like when you're in a when you're in a division in a conference like that. Granted, okay, cool. Nine times out nine times out of ten, you can beat this team. Now, not saying a team like the Seahawks or the Packers couldn't beat them before because the the the, the Cardinals just beat them last week. But it's just like. You want to beat a team like this at full strength. I know for me personally, as a Packers fan, this team smoked us twice last year. Last season, excuse me. Smoked us twice. I wanted to see them full strength. I wanted to say we can beat them and we and we would. You know, we I wanted to say after that game we can beat we beat that team. We we exercised those demons. I know the Seahawks probably feel the same way, you know, they would have reasoned they didn't have the playoff route they would have had last season. They would have avenged that. They would have exercised that demon. But now it's like they're, they're, they're shells of themselves. They're broken now. That's not the same 49ers that we they would have played. Um, you look at a team like the Panthers. Teddy Bridgewater's first year with the Panthers. And now his star running back, the guy he was probably going to be, you know, the offense was going to be running off of. He's out for four to six weeks. That sucks. That definitely sucks. Um, you look at Drew Locke and Cortland Sutton. You know, this is a, a Broncos team that is just trying to get that foot in. It's just trying to get that foot in. It's just trying to get that foot in. Man, I know Joe Flacco is looking at all this. It's like, man, if Sam get hurt, I'm look, I'm not coming out there. I came to I came here to New Jersey to be at home and collect a check. I'm not getting back out there. I'm not running a play. If I go out there, I'm just going to throw it up to whoever get it. And at this point, I don't even know who that is because the Jets wide receiving court is depleted as well. So God bless them. Um, but Oh, back to stick on the running backs. Talk about CMC. Let's talk about Saquon Barkley. But wait, no. Before I transition to that, because that, that's how we're going to go into the value of running back. Um, wanted to see if there's anything else that I had to say as far as the injuries go. Yeah, man, it's, it, it sucks though. You know, and hoping for a f- full and speedy recovery for all these guys, man. But it, this is not okay. Not nothing you expect. You know, anytime your favorite player. Or somebody on your team can be hurt. It's like, you know, the impact on that team. You know what I mean? Like, look, man, I didn't seen it. I've seen it. I've experienced it firsthand. And I don't wish that on anybody. I don't wish injury on any player. Um, I don't care who they play for, who they are. I don't I don't wish injury on nobody. That's not okay. That's not something something you should do. And I hate when fans do it because that's that's not that's classless. That's classless. And, you know, so I hope for a speedy recovery for all those guys, man. Now, let's talk about the running backs. You talk about Saquon Barkley. He tears his ACL. Saquon, you know, he missed games last season. So he misses games last season. Now he's out for the year. Now we have to look at the value of a running back because he's on his rookie deal. Let's look at the top 10 paid running backs in the NFL. We got Zeke. Um, 
with six years, 90 million. Alvin Kamara, five years, 75 million. Christian McCaffrey, four years, 64 million. Dalvin Cook, five years, 63 million. Le'Veon Bell, four years, 62. And, um, explain what's that? Hold up. 52 and a half million. Derrick Henry, four years, 50 million. Joe Mixon, four years, 48 million. David Johnson, three years, 39 million. Saquon Barkley, four years, 31 million. And then Austin Eckler tops us off with 24.5 million on a four year deal. Three of these players are currently hurt. Christian McCaffrey, Le'Veon Bell, Saquon Barkley. Five of these players have already had injuries in the past and are dealing with it. Saquon, David Johnson, um, Le'Veon, Dalvin Cook. Um, You know, these are running backs that have had injury problems. And it begs the question, what is the value of a running back? Saquon Barkley is making more money than uh, Austin Eckler, and Saquon Barkley is a rookie. Now, when Saquon Barkley's deal is up in two years, what kind of extension will he be getting? I don't think it'll be north of thirty-five million per year. I don't. I don't. It's not going to be a big deal. It's not going to be a big deal because how how can we? As you know, I'm speaking as uh, as a member of the Giants organization. How can we take our money and invest it in Saquon Barkley if Saquon Barkley can't be on the field? Yes, I know the 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 Giants don't have an offensive line. Their offense is literally run through Saquon Barkley. That's not his fault. That's the organization. That's the team. That's that's the hand he was dealt. But then you look at Saquon Barkley's style of play. If I had to compare him to a basketball player, as far as I, I, think about D Rose, young D Rose, jumping out the gym, jumping everywhere, falling everywhere, and he tears his ACL, changed him forever, had to change his game. Saquon Barkley can't keep hurdling people like that, bro. This ain't the Big Ten. I understand if you hurdle somebody in open field and nobody else around. That that that's normal. But to hurdle somebody, if you're running, first of all, I watched him run. He was running towards the sideline. He hurdled somebody and got hit on his way down. He's hurdling people in traffic. Like, bro, you don't have to do that. Just You don't have to do that every time. You don't. Just run. Just run. Save yourself some energy. Save yourself some time and, and put more years on your career. Don't take years off of your career. By running like that That style of run I don't think that's fit for the NFL College yeah High school hell yeah The the, the pros nah I don't think so I don't think so So when you look at a back like Aaron Jones who Has remained thoroughly Fairly healthy Through his young career And he's playing out of his mind His bag is going to be lucrative when that When that gets done this bag's going to be lucrative Because the way I value a running back is Your consistency Are you versatile Can you can you line up As a receiver Are you Can you come out of the backfield Catch a pass And, and get rack um, I mean excuse me Yak 
And can you stay healthy? Can you stay healthy? Nobody wants a running back who is out two to three games here, half the season here, miss a season here. Nobody wants that. Now, we can't, re- I mean, to a certain extent, injuries can be, pre- be prevented, but there are freak injuries. But nobody wants an unhealthy running back. And you look at how, look at how, look at how deep some of these running back uh, rooms are, these backfields are. A lot of teams have four running backs, and most of them, they can all play well. I look at the Packers, they got Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, A.J. Dillon, and Tyler Irvin. You can go to Baltimore, they got Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins, uh, Gus Edwards. It's one more, they got one more, I think. Um, you can go to uh, San Francisco, you got Raheem Mostert, uh, Coleman. Damn, who else they got? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to know this stuff off the top. I am, I'm, I'm so sorry. But you get the point. Like, these these teams have committees in the backfield. Um, you know, the days of the three-headed monster and, you know, two, you know, just two backs, those days are over. A lot of teams are running by committee. Not necessarily everybody getting the same amount of touches, but anybody can be plugged in. point I'm trying to make here is... If one goes down, somebody's going to step up. And there's somebody behind him, and there's somebody behind him. Can they all play at the same level? Probably not. But can they do the job they're supposed to do? Do they know the playbook? And more than likely, if they're on the same team. You look at... Once I look, I watch... I'm a Packers fan. So my point of reference as far as knowing a team is going to be the Packers. So I apologize. But... Tyler Irvin's a speed back. Also receiving back. Jamal Williams can do both. Aaron Jones can do anything. A.J. Dillon is a power back. But you have three similar running backs, and then you got your power back. Jamal and they're all they're interchangeable. Will they make the same impact as Aaron Jones? Probably not. But Jamal Williams can run. Swerving Irvin's fast. So yeah, man, it, it, like in, in Baltimore as well. J.K. Dobbins, Mark Ingram, Gus, they all can run. They can run their tails off. Three, you know, elusive power backs, I would call them, because they all got power, and they all, they're shifty. So you look at the Ravens' backfield, they're all similar guys. So if Mark Ingram can't go, Gus is going to be there, and J.K. is going to be behind him. So when you look at the value of a running back, Like I said, I had to come to and I came to this. Excuse me, I came to this realization the last time we talked about this. I can understand why these guys aren't getting paid the way other players are, other positions are, because it's plug and play. It's the next man up mentality for any position, but specific, but especially for the running back. You think about it. Think about the level of play at each position. You look at a quarterback. You got think of your elites, your Pat Mahomes, your Aaron Rodgers, your Lamar Jacksons, your Deshaun Watsons. Um, you know your your true elite quarterbacks, or your or your or you know what I mean. You take them off that team. Oh, Russell Wilson. Excuse me. I can't. I can't. I gotta keep forgetting Russ. You take them off that team. 
This is this is when you get to the 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 essence of an MVP, most valuable player. You take them off that team, or they're not available for a game. The level of play, you're gonna be able to see it. Your team is not gonna put up as many points as they would if Lamar's in the game, if Matt, if, if Mahomes is in the game, if Rodgers is in the game. The level of play is very different. If one of your if your if one of your running backs can't go, but somebody else can, the offense will probably run just as as smooth. Probably run just as smooth. This running back might got might not get twenty to twenty five carries, but they'll get ten to fifteen with another running back in your backfield. They'll put up yards. They'll probably even score a touchdown or two. Your quarterback situation. Your number two quarterback is not nearly nine times out of ten. He's not nearly as good as your starter. That's rare. Have we seen that happen before? A starting QB go down and a, and the next man up takes place. Hell yes, we have. We've seen backup quarterbacks keep teams afloat, but the level of play is the, isn't the same. Who was the Chiefs' backup? Chad Henney. No. No, no, no. No, 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 no. That's not Mahomes. That's not Mahomes. That's not Mahomes. But you guys understand, you know, the point I'm trying to make here, man, is that running backs are just more expendable than the other positions on the field. And I just think that, you know, the way that these contracts have been, you know, you look at Kamara's deal and more you know him and Derek excuse me him and Dalvin Cook just got paid and it's just like a running back getting hurt like Saquon it's not good for the market it's not good for the market it's unfortunate but it's not good for the market he's making more than Austin Eckler that's crazy that's a rookie that's pretty wild speaking of Austin Eckler and people see how expendable running backs are my guy Justin Kelly keep an eye out on him and uh on the Chargers Justin Kelly man He's gonna be good He's my fantasy team I picked him up You know why? Cause I'm smart Cause I'm smart and We're gonna talk a little fantasy football today too uh, Watch the devastating loss happen last night In my league um, Very devastating loss I whew, mm, We'll talk about it later But um, yeah man So I think that's all I had On that So now we can go ahead and move on To the recap of week two it was a good week good week for some football i enjoyed the games you know i enjoyed the games let's talk about what i saw oh we can start off with the packers and the lions can we can we talk about this packers offense please um the protection for aaron Rodgers has been great he's only been sacked once and the commentators they talk that they take to hate when they talk stuff up Oh, he no grass stains for Aaron Rodgers. Hasn't even been knocked down. Then the next play, he gets sacked. I hate that so much. But um, Rodgers has been looking, you know, crisp and motivated, of course, and happy. He's out there throwing the ball to everybody. But this Packers offense has, what, 1,000 yards through two games? That's big. That's massive. Aaron Jones, man. Aaron Jones, man. He torched them, them, the Lions, the kitty cats yesterday, man. 278 total yards. And three tutters, man. That's 43.60 fantasy points right there. Yes, sir. You know I got my boy. Come on now. Come on now. You know I drafted that, man. I wasn't going to let that happen. I wasn't going to let nobody else get that. 
Um, you know, Rodgers and all, you know, they, they look prolific, man. They look scary. It looks scary. And then, you know, the defense, they they started off slow, but they tightened up in the second half, and that was that was a big thing, you know, with the pick six and everything. Keep the, you know, keep the offense. Yeah, man. They, good balance. Good balance. Um, Josh Allen and Ryan Tannehill are 2-0. They, 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 they both led their squads to victory, victories yesterday by three points, division victories. Um, Josh Allen, 124 for 35 for 417 yards and four touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, Ryan Tannehill went 18 for 24, um, 239 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. They don't play each other this season, but I would love, love to see that game in January. That would be a great playoff game. I think that game, Ryan Tannehill versus Josh Allen, would break the space-time continuum. Because Josh Allen thinks he's a running back. Like, he plays like he, his number is 34. And he has a hell of an arm. Like, and then Tannehill, he just don't want to lose. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I like I like what I'm seeing from both of those guys. I, I told you, man, I like the Bills this season. Told you I like the Bills this season. Um, I saw the Chiefs and Chargers game. I was watching that game because I needed the Chiefs. They keep Austin Eckler in check for me, and they did exactly that. I appreciated that. But Justin Herbert, he made his debut. Um, 23 for 33, one touchdown, one interception. He knocked somebody out. So it was a very eventful debut for the rookie. I enjoyed watching him. And, you know, Anthony Lynn, he's playing at BS. Tyron's our starter, you know, regardless. No, no, no. That's, that's cap. That's cap. I'm going to take Anthony Lynn the lids so we can get him all that cap. You know, that's cap. You saw what that boy did yesterday. You know that boy looked good out there. Your offensive line is a little suspect, though. But other than that, yeah, Justin Herbert's going to be great. He's going to be great. He's definitely going to be great. Can we talk about the Falcons and the Cowboys game? Because I think every time I looked at my phone, somebody scored. Bro, the, the, the Falcons were up big. I thought that game was over. I thought... Andy Dalton cashed in his money in the bank. Like I'm like, yo, this is this is it right here. This is this is the tipping the tipping point came early. I talked about this. And then things just started going the Cowboys way. And they end up scoring 30 points in the second half. 30 points. 30 points. Dak saw Andy Dalton come out with that money in the bank briefcase. He saw him almost cash as some gun in. He said, wait a minute, hold on a minute, player. Let me get back in here and win this game. Um, But I see uh, it is the same old Mike McCarthy down there. That's that's all I'll say on that. But the onside kick. So the Cowboys kicked the onside kick. And the Falcons surrounded the ball like they were making a fire. Like the Falcons, I genuinely, th- genuinely think the Falcons thought if they touched the ball, they would get the flag. That's all. That's the only explanation I could give give you for that. I don't. Do they not practice special teams? Do they not play Madden? Did anybody ever tell them you can touch the ball early? Like they looked at it, rolled right past them, and they said, "Oh, wait a minute, gotta wait till it gets over here." Gotta go 10 yards. Gotta go. Okay, okay. 
And the Cowboys was all, thank you. Appreciate it. That don't make no damn sense. I couldn't stop looking at it. I was like, really? Really? That don't make no sense. That don't make no sense. At all. Made no sense at all. Um, so yeah, that was that was something else. Then the Sunday night game. So I was watching the Lakers and the Clippers again. I mean, excuse me, not the Clippers. <laughs> they're home. I was watching the Lakers and the Nuggets, and I was also uh, watching the Sunday night game. So saw the AD game winner. Wait, which came first? I think the AD game winner came first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The AD game winner was first. I think. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. 80 game winner was first. Got that on camera. Then I came in back to my room because I was in the living room. Came back down to my room and um, watched the Patriots and the Seahawks game. So Cam Newton is back, by the way. I don't know if anybody else knew, but Cam Newton is back. Cam is back. Um, 30 for 44, 397 yards, one touchdown, one interception. I think he had a couple rushing touchdowns. And then on the flip side of that, man, Russ is Russ, man. 21 for 28, 288 yards, five touchdowns, one interception. Jules, man, my guy, Julian Edelman with them red gloves that I love so much, running the same two routes he's been running his whole career. Had a career high, 177, um, 179 yards on eight catches. And, you know, when I heard that, I was like, damn, Brady never fed him like that? That's tough. I didn't know that. That's interesting. It was a great battle, you know, and the Seahawks-Patriots games are always, you know, as of recent years have been that great battles. Now, the Patriots get the ball last. It's 35-30. They drive down the field. They're about, what, five yards out maybe? It's like, what, three seconds on the clock. I can't even say everybody in that stadium because there was nobody there. <laughs> but everybody on the Seahawks sideline, and everybody watching around the, the the country. I think we all had a pretty much a good idea of what play was about to be called. Because the Seahawks defense already knew. They had run that play already. It was successful. But it's three seconds left. This is your last play of, of the game. Is that the play you really want to run? Okay, yeah, it worked all game. But they know what's coming now. If Cam, if they would have called a play action, faked that, brought it back around, all they had to do was send the tight end out, he would have been wide open because the entire Seahawks defense would have shifted to one side because they thought Cam got the ball. But no, they decided to run Cam, and he got flipped early, flipped him, ball game. Almost had to come back on the road. Almost had to come back. Almost. I just didn't like the play call at the end. I didn't know. I didn't think that was the right call to make in that situation. So very, very questionable play call that, you know, ultimately, not ultimately caused them to, I'm not, one play doesn't cause you to lose, but it didn't cause you to win. You didn't win off of it. Didn't win off of it. You know, you had four quarters of football that could have changed that outcome, but you didn't win with that play. It was a, that wasn't a game winning play. That was a game losing play. So, yeah, that that was a good game, though. Good Sunday night football game. And then what's the Thursday night game? I think the Thursday night game is a, a snoozer. Won't be watching that. Let me see. 
because I actually enjoyed the the um, Bengals and we talked about the Bengals and the Browns game. Jesus, the battle for Florida, the Jaguars and the Dolphins. How the hell Minshew keep getting on Thursday night? This is not the first time he's been on Thursday night. He was on Thursday night last year. How do Jaguars keep getting these primetime games? Who who play for the Jags? That need to be on there for the whole country to see. Who? Who? Who was on the Dolphins that the whole country need to see? Two and I playing. I love Ryan Fitzpatrick to death, but I don't need to see Ryan, Fitzpa- Ryan Fitzpatrick week three on national television. We save Ryan Fitzpatrick for the end of the season when he can ruin somebody's season. And we see Fitz Magic. I don't want to see no damn Fitz Magician in week three of my NFL season. I'm good. No, thank you. That's like a four o'clock late window game. Your game just went off, so we're going to put Fitz on. Fitz ain't a magic man. Fitz is not primetime football right now. No. No, 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 no. That's dead wrong. I think I talked about, I don't think I said all this, but I said I didn't think that was a matchup I wanted to see on Thursday Night Football when I went, when I broke, when I first broke down the primetime schedule this year. Speaking of primetime, congratulations, man, to Deion Sanders for taking that Jackson State University um, head coaching job. That is a great thing. Great thing. Um, oh, and back to the Patriots, man. I would just want to say um, my heart goes out to James White and his family, man. I don't know what the, the condition is on his mom, but, you know, Sunday night, he Sunday he lost his dad in a car accident, and his mom was in the car as well, and she was in critical condition. I don't know where her condition is now, but, um, you know, I immediately said a prayer, and, uh, yeah, that, I didn't, that, didn't, that was hard. That was hard to see, and I, I really, I really feel for that man. That is, that is not okay, man. That is, that is, that is a bad, bad way for your, your, your parent to go out and, and you know, possibly both. And I just hope that that doesn't or hasn't been the case. So, prayers up for the James, for James White and his family, his mom, and you know, God rest his dad. So that wasn't. Didn't want to see that yesterday, but um. Yeah, I didn't want to see that. Um, what else did we have for week two? Oh, so these coaches, man, not wearing them damn masks. I knew it was going to become a problem, and it was a problem last night. Right after I, I, I read the tweet about Vic Fangio, Pete Carroll, and Kyle Shanahan, they were all fined a hundred racks, and I think each team was fined two hundred fifty k. So that was one point five million in total for all three teams. For coaches not wearing their mask on the sideline. And then last night, I see Sean Payton didn't have his mask on. Uh, John Gruden didn't have their mask on. So there's going to be fines coming for them, too. Y'all not exempt. Y'all not special. You're on, yo, put your masks on. Please. It's not that hard. It is not that hard. You can talk with it on. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. Please keep your mask on, coaches. Cause look, if you if if a head coach gets sick, if he gets it, he gonna feel stupid. You can't coach your team because you didn't put your mask on. Is that really what you want to do? Come on, dog. Be smarter. Be smarter. Speaking of the Raiders, man, they, I don't even think they. Should we say they stunned the Saints last night? Cause I don't. I don't know, man. The Saints just didn't look good last night. It was a lot of penalties for them. 
Malcolm Malcolm Jenkins was getting toasted like um, a piece of slice of bread in the morning. Like it was it was bad. And Drew Brees couldn't throw the ball more than ten yards. He was looking for Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas was not there. Um, somebody on Twitter said that arm is burning, and I believe it, man. Drew was looking his age last night. Well, see you on Sunday, old man. In my defense, we've been waiting for this. Zadarius has been waiting for this one, Mister Breeze. But we'll talk about that on Friday. <laughs> um, I think that's all I have for week two, man. Um, how did everybody? Okay, how did everybody? Also, oh, before I ask, we how did everybody fantasies weekend go? I hope everybody's fantasy weekend went well. I'm thinking about doing a new segment that involves you people, but you got to participate. I might make the official announcement after I drop this episode. There's a segment I did last year. I had my, all my friends on up in my fantasy league came on and, you know, talk fantasy football with me. I might do this segment called fantasy with friends, right? You, um, submit your roster. Not your roster. Submit your game. If you, you first of all, you have to win. Submit your roster to me, um, and I'll pick the winner randomly. I guess you know I randomly select who gets to be on the show. You get the call in. We talk fantasy football. You know we just shoot the shoot the breeze. Um, I'll give you a shout out. You know, hey, this guy, or this this girl had the best fantasy team this week. Congratulations to them, blah blah blah. Like it'll be a it'll be a fun thing. So I'll come up with it. Um, if not today, sometime this week I'll announce that. But I think that'll be a pretty cool thing to do. You know, to try to get the people involved, man. Because I I do I do want to get you guys involved. But you know, if you can't vote on a simple IG poll, how can how can you guys expect me to open the show up to to have you know not you know guests and and stuff like that? Like you guys. I want listener participation, but you guys got to, man. It's basic stuff, man. If you see I have an IG poll, man, vote on it. Vote on it. Just pick one. And it was a lot of football heads, man, that were not voting on that most electrifying player week one. Y'all better vote today, bro. Like, I'm starting to following people. I'm serious, bro. Like, it's not that, it's not that hard. Like, it's not. it can't be that hard. Can't be. If you scroll past the story, you see the poll. Pick one. It's not the SAT. Um, I'm not making you pick the red or blue pill, bro. All you gotta do is pick one. That's it. That's it. That's all I'm gonna say. Cause it's a lot I could get off my chest, but I won't do it today. Won't do it today. Let's see. Where are we? Do I want to? You know, it's too early to be talking about MVPs. I don't know why they're doing it already. I don't know. I don't know. But I can talk about MEPs, most electrifying play. Honestly, I think four was too much last week. I think I'm going to keep it at two. So I think the candidates for this week's most electrifying player will be Aaron Jones and Russell Wilson. So, yeah, man, I think they deserve that honor for sure. So, yeah, man, Russell Wilson, Aaron Jones, man, have a vote. We'll decide that and I'll announce the winner on Friday. Yes, indeed. Where we at, man? Almost 40 minutes. Oh, this is going to be a short show. Yeah. Yuck. 
let's see how long we get with the um the basketball talk. Cause I might get you guys out of here in forty five minutes, maybe. Maybe. We might get to fifty. I might I might milk the clock a little bit. Might play a little clock management. Good as to fifty minutes because I don't want to talk. I don't want to get out of here before fifty minutes, man. That's not a good look. That's not a good look. I think the show should be mandatory fifty minutes to an hour. Y'all remember when the shows used to be twenty five? You, you see, you see what I'm doing, right? All right, all right, just making sure we all on the same page. Y'all remember when the shows used to be like twenty five minutes, and I used to just run through segments. Didn't even have that many segments. Shows should be twenty five, thirty minutes. Yeah, those days are over. Definitely over. Definitely. All right. See, look, now we have forty minutes, and so now I can go ahead and get back to this. <laughs> look, man, I'm sorry, but I'm not trying to be out of here before fifty minutes, before the fifty minute mark, bro. I'm trying to. You know what I mean? We got we got bills to pay. Okay? We got bills to pay. Alright. So uh let's start with the Western Conference Finals. I think this series is a Do they play tonight? Today's Tuesday, right? Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, they play tonight. Yeah, the Lakers Clippers game three is tonight. Why the why do I keep saying the Clippers, bro? They are home. They are not with us anymore. It's the Lakers and the Nuggets. Damn, how's my brain doing that to me? I'm so sorry. Ain't nothing like when I kept calling um Anthony Joshua and Andy. I kept saying Anthony Ruiz, or was I saying I was messing? I was so sleepy that morning. I recorded, bro. That was nuts. But here's my thing. Here's here's my takeaways from the West Conference Finals. This series is over. That was a will break. You got your role play. You got ja- Javel and Dwight Howard talking trash about uh, the Joker, and the 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 morale is high over there. They know they're two games away from making a finals appearance. They know that. They feel it. You, the the energy's there. You know, you hit a game winner like that, like that. Yeah, that that's gonna break some break some spirits over there. And um, damn, I, as soon as I said game winner, the first thing I thought about. Was Luca in round one? Damn, that was fun. Mm. Did I ever tell y'all that story about how I missed that? Oh, I don't think I ever told that story. Okay, see, look, I knew something was gonna pop up where I could get us to fifty. But no, 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 no. This is this is this is actually pretty funny. All right, here's what happened. See, what happened was is back in round one. I don't remember what game it was, but it was the Clippers and the Mavs, right? So I was not home. I was with my girlfriend. I was, I was with her. And we were at the store, at the um, grocery store. We were shopping. Well, she was. Because I was like, look, babe, I got to watch the game. I'm going to stay in the car. I'm watching on my phone. So I'm watching on my phone. We got back to our apartment. Sitting in the parking lot. Sitting in the, um, in the lot, right? I'm like, hold on. Let me finish this game. I'm not trying to get out of the car yet. It's five seconds left at this point. Now, you know when you stream a game, there's a delay. When you're not watching it on TV, there's a delay. My mom, my family, my mom, my grandma, big sport. Look, you guys think I'm a sports yo? My grandma, she be writing the scores down after the game. She watch, she's serious. My mom can talk sports just like me. Look, they're deep like me. This, I love my family. My mom was watching the game. She kept calling me. I knew Luca was going to hit it. I had a feeling. She kept calling me. I kept declining, kept declining. I finally answered. I'm like, hold on. And I hung up again. I just answered the phone. I'm like, hello. 
She said, did you see that? No, I did not. What did I miss? Lucas game went over to the Clippers. Bro, I was so pissed. Because I knew, I knew he was going to hit it, bro. I knew. And she made me miss it because she wanted to talk about it. I was so pissed, bro. I was so upset with her. But back to what I was saying. I'm sorry. The game winner, man. It was it was a, it was a backbreaker for them. I don't think the, the Nuggets come back from this. I don't think so. And I think AD is just too much for Jokic. Um, the role players, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. KCP, Dwight, Rondo, um, Kuz, Danny Green, they, they, they're hooping, right? And I will now. Here's here's something I will say, especially LeBron. They were trying to coast. I noticed that in game one. They were trying to coast in the third quarter and ended up letting the Nuggets come back. You know, I want to do that. You know, I want to play that game. They tried to coast, and that's that's why they was in the situation they were in last night. They were trying to coast. No, 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 no. Y'all got to go all gas, no break. Y'all got to finish. You got to finish. It is, you, you got to close them out. Um, Damn, they said they're undefeated with the Black Mama uniforms on. That's tough. But, yeah, they, they got to close out. They were trying to coast, and LeBron had a bad fourth quarter, and, you know, AD had to hit that game winner. Now, a lot of people on Twitter were upset. Now, LeBron, like, it, it, now they see. One... AD is a problem. Two, LeBron and AD are a bigger problem. I think people are finally, after a whole season, after the Clippers are eliminated, now they understand how 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 crazy that it is that they're on the same team. Cause y'all never seen LeBron have anybody like AD. This is his best number two, and he's not even number two really. LeBron, he's the facilitator of the team. Y'all know that LeBron gonna put LeBron gonna do with everything, but AD, I think AD is the best score he's had he's ever played with. I think AD he is better than Kyrie, um, Wade, anybody that you know LeBron is one with. I think this is his best one. AD man, and now people are finally understanding that yo, they're good. And now everybody mad. Oh, AD saved LeBron. Blah, 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 blah. It's not about that. They're on the same team. It's a team game. I think LeBron's supposed to. LeBron, 30. Throw what? 36, 35, 36. Yeah. LeBron don't need to be doing that when AD can. And AD, if AD can't do it, LeBron can do it. That's what happens when y'all let two mega stars get on the same team. Come on, man. And that shot was cold blooded, too. Cold blooded. I was excited because I I had my phone out. I had to, you know, looking at Ti. I said I'm. A, I record most of the game winners, and then, yeah, he hit that joint. Yes, sir. Hell of a game from AD, by the way. Now Saturday night was a little different for me. I was watching by. Look, I turned it. I ain't gonna lie. I did leave the living room, and I said, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I was sleepy as hell on Saturday too. I didn't feel like watching nothing, nothing. And then the heat was getting spanked. I said, I don't don't feel like watching this. Then the fights were boring. I'm like, bro, I want to go to sleep. So I turn the game off. I come in the back. You know, I come back to my room. I'm laying down watching fights. I keep looking at my phone because the heat was down by like 20. I'm looking at my phone like, whoa, they got it to 11. I'm like, all right, I ain't going to go watch yet. 
I'm like, okay, they got it to eight. Oh, wow. They got it all the way down to five with like a minute and some change left in the fourth quarter. Duncan Robinson committed a foul, and that was pretty much it. But if you don't commit that foul, Miami almost did it again. And But I will, look, they can't do that. They can't do that t- tomorrow. They cannot do that tomorrow. The Heat got to come out guns a blazing. They don't have a choice. They have to start hot and stay hot. Because this is this is not a team you want to play catch up with. It was cute the first two times. Ooh, we the comeback kids, blah, blah, blah. But y'all saw it was quiet for that on Saturday night. And you see that's not going to be the energy you want to bring. You don't want to play from behind every night. That's not fun. You don't want to play from behind every night. Especially getting down big like that. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum were torching them on both ends. Stealing the ball. Two-man fast breaks. One-man fast break. It was bad. The Heat just had no energy. No energy. Nobody was fired up. Nobody had it. Just looked like they were just out there, like, oh, we'll 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 get there eventually, and then eventually came, but it was too late. It was too late. It was too late. Way too late. And you know, this is a Miami team. You know, I call them Sniper Gang South because they hit a lot of threes, but they do live and die by the three. And when you live and by live and die by the three, you can die by that three. And that's what happened. So when you shoot those like that, you you shoot yourself out of the game. You can't do that. You you can get back in the game that way. You can go up that way, but you don't want to shoot yourself out. If they don't win tomorrow night, and they let Boston tie this series, Miami's in trouble. Miami's in trouble. They gotta play hard. They gotta play hard. But if Miami loses tomorrow night, they're in trouble. I'm not saying the series is over and they're going to loot, but they're in trouble. I will say that they're, they're definitely going to be in trouble. Um, but a great game. And, oh, yeah, and Gordon Hayward, man, he's back. And he's, you know, adding extra extra score. He was cooking. So, yeah, but this is a Boston team, man. You don't want to play that catch-up game with them. You don't. You can't do that. You're, you're not going to win the series that way. You're not going to win four games like that. Definitely you're not going to win two like that because you got to win two more. Don't Don't let them win tomorrow night. That's all I got to say. And here we are. And and I think that's all I have for you guys today. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, so that's it, man. Um, I hope you guys bear with me with the, the episode, you know, the cover art, because I'm it's a work in progress because I'm doing it on my own now. So doing it myself, Photoshop and everything. Um, so, yeah, man, just bear with me. I hope you guys like it. I'm trying my best. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, this was episode 112. Shout out to Stadium Scene TV. Um, shout out to all my new Instagram followers, and you know, hopefully you guys subscribe and everything, all that good stuff. Um, shout out to the listeners. Thank you guys for listening. And um, I'll be back on Friday for episode 113. So we'll be talking, you know, football and whatever else you know happens throughout the week. Um, yeah, man. So see you guys on Friday, man. Have a good week. Enjoy the rest of your week, man. Be safe out here, man. We're still in a pandemic. Please wear your mask, wash your hands, all that good stuff, man. With that being said, I'm Eric Lyons. And for the 112th time, well, I got to do that again. And for the 112th time, you have just been electrified.